the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome. You are listening to Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston, New England's oldest African-American church. Hope and Faith Ministry features the inspirational sermons of my father, Dr. Wesley Roberts, Senior Pastor at People's Baptist Church. We're so glad you're here. Dr. Roberts has a powerful message of hope and love for your life and mine. Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston. The title of the message today is Restoring Your Spiritual Life. Restoring Your Spiritual Life. Another title could be used as Getting Out of a Spiritual Slump. I have been a Christian now for almost 60 years, and I have discovered that it's very easy to fall into a spiritual slump. You go through what could be called spiritual dry spells, times when you don't feel close to God, when your heart is cold, when you feel empty inside, when you think your prayers are kind of bouncing off the ceiling. Every Christian goes through these times when we feel disconnected from God, when we feel that we are not as close to God as we used to be. When you're going through a dry spell, when you're going through a spiritual slump, you don't lose your salvation, but you do lose the joy of it. You lose the happiness, the peace, the confidence, the closeness that you once felt to God. So what do you do when you have lost your spiritual vitality? What do you do when you have lost your cutting edge? In 2 Kings chapter 6, we read of the miracle of the lost axe head. A father collected his son from Juna Church and asked what Bible study he had learned about that day. It was about Moses and the Israelites' dad, replied the boy. They were trapped with the Red Sea in front of them and the Egyptian army behind them. So what happened, asked the father. Well, Moses sent some tanks back to face the Egyptians and raided for support to some warships anchored in the Gulf. While the Navy bombers attacked Pharaoh's troops and chariots, helicopters airlifted the Hebrews to safety on the other side. His dad laughed. Sounds a bit far-fetched to me, he said. I don't remember a story like that when I was in Sunday school. I know, Dad, replied the son. But if I told you what really happened, you wouldn't believe it. 
there are some stories like that scattered throughout the scriptures. In telling us what really happened, the human authors never seem to be troubled about whether or not people would believe it. The story of the floating axe head is one of those stories. Let me briefly set the context for this rather strange miracle. The college of the prophets had run out of room for the growing number of students. The students, therefore, formally approached their principal, Elisha, for permission to undertake the construction of a larger building that would provide for better and larger accommodations. It was not long into the enterprise before a bored axe head ends up in the bed of the River Jordan, which led to this miracle of the floating axe head. It's when God puts miracles like this in the, in the Bible, he wants to teach us some spiritual lessons. And this particular miracle teaches us four spiritual truths about what to do when you have lost your cutting edge, when you find yourself in a spiritual slump, when you don't feel God's presence in your life. And the first lesson that we learn from this story is admit you lost it. Admit you lost it. Second Kings 6, verses 4 and 5 says, When they arrived at the Jordan, they began cutting down trees. But as one of them was chopping, his axe head fell into the river. Ah, my Lord, he cried, it was a bored axe. The first thing he did was he admitted that he lost the axe head. He didn't have to do that. When he lost the axe head, which represents his ability to get the job done, he could have done a couple of things. First, he could have used it for an excuse to quit working altogether. I lost my cutting edge. I'll just let somebody else do the work. Now, I've met many Christians like that. I'm too busy. I deserve a break. I've done my part. But unfortunately, it is usually the few who do the work in any church, while the rest quite often will stand back and criticize those who are doing the work. Or you could imagine what it would do if the churches in Boston were to have their members roll up their sleeves, took off their coats, and did what they could in order to advance the kingdom of God. And so I'll ask you personally, are you doing what you can? Are you doing your bit? Are you really playing your part? The second thing the man could have done was to pretend he still had his axe head. Maybe if I keep going through the motions and pretending that everything is okay, my friends wouldn't notice that I have lost my cutting edge. The saddest thing is a Christian who has lost his or her cutting edge 
and still going through the motions, pretending like they are close to God when they're not. One of the saddest things that you find in the Bible is the one about Samson, where it says he lost all his power, but he didn't know it. Have you lost your cutting edge? Are you in a spiritual slump today? How do you know when you have lost your cutting edge? A couple of things. One, you start losing your love for God. Spiritual truths don't move you anymore. Your heart grows cold. You can sit through service after service and it's not moving you. You have lost the spiritual spark in your life. You have lost your first love for Jesus. In Revelation chapter 2, 4 and 5, Jesus said to the church at Ephesus, I have this complaint against you. You don't love me or each other as you did at first. Look how far you have fallen from your first love. Turn back to me again and work as you did at first. Jesus told the Ephesian Christians that they had lost their love for him. So what happens when you are in a spiritual slump? See, all of a sudden, serving God becomes not a delight but a duty. You do it because it is the right thing to do, but there's no joy in it. There's no energy. There's no excitement in it. And the second thing is that you start losing your faith. David, I'm sure, was in a spiritual slump when he wrote Psalm 73. In verse 2 of Psalm 73, he, he says, I had almost stopped believing I had almost lost my faith. He, was, he couldn't understand why God would allow the righteous to suffer and the unrighteous to prosper. And he said he had almost lost his faith. But when he realized what was going on, that the prosperity of the wicked would only last for a little while, then he uh, came to his senses and began to praise God for who, he, for who he is. So what do you do in a spiritual slump? You stop taking risks. You start playing it safe, settling for second best. Some of you are like this right now. You have nearly lost all of your love or you're nearly lost all of your faith. Circumstances have beaten you up. Other people have beaten you up, problems have beaten you up, and you have lost the joy of living. So the question is, has there been a time in your life when you felt really close to God? If the answer is yes, then the next question is, what are you going to do about it? The first step in getting out of that dry spell is to just admit it. Admit where you are. Admit that you are not functioning as well as you should as a Christian. And that's a difficult step to admit that you have lost your cutting edge, you have lost your spiritual vitality. 
when you say, I don't feel close to you, God, the way I used to. I've lost the joy, I've lost enthusiasm, I've lost the cutting edge, and I need it back. I've lost the passion for the Christian life and living for you, Lord. Light the fire again in my soul. I need to feel your presence in my life once more. So you not only admit that you lost your cutting edge or your spiritual vitality, but second, you acknowledge where you lost it. Because that's the second step to reconnecting with God. The man identified the exact spot where he lost his cutting edge. In 2 Kings uh, chapter 6 and 6a, where did it fall in? Elisha asked. The man showed him the exact place. Do you know where or how you lost your closeness to God? Do you know why you don't feel close to him anymore? There are many reasons that cause us to disconnect with God. Let me give you three reasons why, uh, three reasons why it's so easy to di- get disconnected with God. One, distractions and busyness. See, when you get busy with other things, you tend to forget God. Sometimes you can go for days without making any real contact with God because of a busy schedule. You could even be doing good things, things for God. Serving God can keep you from loving God. But another reason is disobedience. Not doing what God wants you to do. It's when God tells you to do something and you ignore it or delay it, it's an automatic disconnect. What have you been procrastinating on? What do you know God wants you to do and you still haven't done? Someone says, I know reading my Bible would be good for me, but I don't do it regularly. I know I should talk to God in prayer all the time, but I don't. I know I should go and ask forgiveness from that person, or I know that I should offer forgiveness to that person, but I don't. You see, resentment is the major thing that causes us to disconnect from God. If you hold on to resentment, if you hold on to anger in your heart, then it's an automatic disconnect from God. When God tells you to do something, then you ought to do it as quickly as possible. In fact, do it now, not tomorrow, not next week, because procrastination is going to disconnect you from God. And a a third reason why it is so easy to disconnect is because of carelessness or laziness. When I get lazy, when I, when I get careless in my spiritual life and I stop doing the things that I know I should do, then I disconnect from God. For example, when I stop fellowshipping with other Christians, when I slack off from attending church on Sundays, or when I get lazy uh, and um, stop serving in a ministry, or when I stop tithing, Any of these things, 
that I know help, would help my heart stay warm and close to God. If I don't do them, then I am automatically going to be disconnected from God. Now, if none of these things that I mentioned um, is your situation, then it could be anger, it could be fear, it could be fatigue, it could be some sin you have become attached to. The good news is that if we confess our sins to God, he is faithful to forgive us, to cleanse us, to restore us back to himself. So if you're tired of living the way you have been living, then you need to admit it. Then you need to acknowledge where you lost it. And then this leads to step number three, lesson number three. Expect God to restore it. Expect God to restore it. You see, expect God to give you back what has been lost. This is the faith step. I must believe that God can and will and wants to bring me back to him in a close relationship. I have to expect God to give me back what I've lost. Second Kings chapter 6 and, uh, and verse 6 says, Where did it fall? The man of God asked. When he showed him the place, Elisha cut a stick and threw it into the water. Then the axe head rose to the surface and floated. That's a pretty bizarre story, isn't it? Elisha cut a stick, threw it in the water, and the axe head floated to the, to the surface. What is the significance of that stick? What is the spiritual power in that stick? None. It was just a stick. It had nothing really to do with the story except that it was a visual demonstration of faith that says, I expect God to give this man back what he lost, his cutting edge. You may have a problem with this miracle. I don't have a problem with it. I figure if God created all the iron in the entire universe, he could make an iron axe head float if he wants to. And if God created the law of gravity, he could reverse it in one instance, which he did. And if God created all the laws of nature, he can reverse one whenever he wants to, which, by the way, is the definition of a miracle, the reversal of nature. The lost axe head came back. The point of the story is this. God specializes in doing the impossible. As... Um, we are told in Luke chapter 1 and verse, 20, verse 37, for nothing is impossible with God. So what seems impossible in your life today? Maybe you're saying, I'll never be close to God again. I, I could never be blessed by God. I, couldn't, I could never have his power in my life. I could never see God pour out his, his spirit upon me. And uh, allow me to feel his presence again because I've messed up my life so much. It's impossible. But you're wrong. As Jeremiah 15 and verse 19 uh, tells us, Therefore, this is what the Lord says. If you repent 
I will restore you that you may serve me. And first John chapter 1 verses 8 and 9, if we say we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and refusing to accept the truth. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from every wrong. So what a promise. If you feel empty on the inside, if you don't have God's power in your life, the good news is that you can reconnect with God this very day. You can plug back into God's power. You can break out of that spiritual slump that you're in. If you ask God to restore you, he has the grace and the power and the mercy to restore you. And the final step in restoring your spiritual life is reach out and receive it. Number four, reach out and receive it. First, you admit that you lost it. Then you acknowledge where you lost it. Then you expect God to give it back to you. And then you reach out and receive it. You accept what God wants to give you by his grace. In a little while, we are going to remember God's greatest gift to us as we take the Lord's Supper. And when Jesus died on the cross for our sins so that we could be forgiven and that we could be restored to a relationship with God. Second Kings chapter 6, verses 6 and 7 says, Then the axe head rose to the surface and floated. Grab it, Elisha said to him. And the man reached out and grabbed it. Now, don't miss this important point. The God who did this miracle could have brought the axe head out of the water and put it in the man's hand if he had wanted to, but he didn't. He just brought it to the top of the water, and Elisha said, now you reach in and grab it. He said, what's the point? You have to do your part. God is not going to do for you what you can do for yourself. You have to reach out and receive what you want from God. You are as close to God as you want to be. You can't blame it on anybody else. You can't blame it on your husband, your wife, your boyfriend, girlfriend, or your parents. If you are not close to God, guess who moved? People who are connected to God, people who are blessed by God, people who have God's power in their life, do you know why they have that? Because they want it. They desire it. They crave it. They long for it. They want it more than anything else in the world. Do you want God to bless you? Do you want God to do a miracle in your life? Do you want God do you want to sense his presence and his power in your life once again? David says in Psalm 84 and verse 2, I long, yes, I faint with longing to enter the courts of the Lord. I will shout joyfully to the living God. 
And then in Psalm 51 and verse 12, he says, Restore to me again the joy of your salvation and make me willing to obey you. Have you lost your spiritual edge recently? That effectiveness can be recovered, restored, reinstated. The prodigal can be restored as a son. The hair of Samson can, can return. Jonah never knew if he would see land again, but he called out to God and the fish released him on land. A woman is on her way for the funeral of her son, and Jesus gives her back the son alive. He can do anything. He is almighty God. We are his. He has saved us by his grace, forgiven us by his mercy, redeemed us by his blood, satisfied us by his truth, comforted us by his presence, strengthened us by his power, encouraged us by his promises, and sustained us by his touch. So fall in love with Jesus Christ again if you have been in love with him at one time. Ask him to tenderize your heart, to light that fire in you again, and bring you close to himself. And you'll see the difference it will make when Jesus Christ has full control of your life. When you say, Lord, I give my life to you. It is yours. Do with it as you see fit. And you will indeed be blessed. Amen. Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 8 a.m. and at 1045 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org. And tune in every Saturday morning at 1030 for another inspiring message of hope and faith. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.